Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things wrestling and wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 82. We're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week of professional wrestling, including the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Huh. That's all I really have to say about Hell in a Cell is, huh. We'll get to it. Yeah, that's what we're going to go over last, because we do have some notes to go over from the week that was, uh, from the 15th of June to the 20th of June. That was from last Tuesday to this past Sunday. Now, before we get into anything wrestling-based, there's a huge congratulations that has to go out to John Moxley and Renee Paquette. Yep. With the birth of their baby girl. Mm-hmm. And then Brandy Rhodes, Rhodes and Cody Rhodes with the birth of... There, baby, baby girl. girl. Um, days apart. Yeah, a day or days apart, I'm not quite sure. But Which, so I'll be completely honest with you, the Rhodes family only announced the pregnancy in like December. So I was shocked when I found out that their child was born this early, but they must have been, they must have found out a long time yeah, prior. I, yeah. Because I remember as soon as Moxley and Renee knew they like announced it right away, so it seemed like they've been pregnant and expecting for a lot longer. Yeah, but I guess they had the same pretty much terms. Yeah, yeah. So they both got to celebrate their very first Father's Day. Yes. So congratulations, congratulations to them on the Father's to both Day. Mox and uh, Rhodes. Yes. Now just wait a few months till they start beating the hell out of each other. Yep, pretty much. Because <laughs> that's probably going to happen soon. We'll we'll see them cross paths at some point. Yeah. When one's a heel and one what what regardless. We're going to start with NXT. It was not a well-kept secret. It wasn't because this is everyone expected it. This Well, not expected it. Not everybody expected it. But then all of a sudden, as soon as the rumors start to circulate, it's like, wait, he's there. Wait, he's there. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, Meltz is talking about it and Brian Alvarez is talking about it. And those are the two most reliable sources in mm-hmm. wrestling. And as soon as they're talking about it, you know it's factual. It's it's almost gospel when they start talking exactly. about it. Exactly. And what we're talking about is the return of Samoa Joe to WWE. The return to glory of Samoa Joe returning to his... It's not glory because to me, the return of glory to Samoa Joe is in-ring active wrestler. What this is, is this is Samoa Joe going back into an organization that is going to utilize him more than just as a color commentator. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm happy that Joe is back in NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm happy the position that they've placed him in. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was originally rumored that he was going to be replacing William Regal. I'm happy that's not happening because I like William Regal. I being... like Regal where he is. Exactly. This Joe Enforcer is going which, to be incredible. Which is ironic because Joe made his life living hell. Months Exactly. Months before Joe got called up to main roster, there's a scene at the end of an NXT where William Regal is yelling at Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, and all you see is a Chevy Suburban fly by with Joe out the window saying, get better security. Yeah. Five years later, William Regal has better security. Yeah. And his name is Samoa Joe. Yes, yes. Now we get to see Enforcer Joe in action just 30 minutes later when he absolutely chokes the hell out of Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. Because Adam Cole, as per William Regal's per order. William Gre- Regal, do not lay a hand on anybody unless provoked. Correct. And, you'll, and you will not be an active wrestler under... 
the NXT banner. Those mm-hmm. were the two stipulations. And how long will that last? I don't know. I there's got to be a reason why he can't take bumps. Correct. There's got to be a reason. Something's happened with obviously it was concussions that pretty much took it out of mm-hmm. him when he was on Raw and SmackDown. So maybe it's still one of those things. Um but to see him step up to cross in the ring and tell him oh, to that get out. And then in the back later on, as O'Reilly and Cole are once again destroying the back mm-hmm. and him to get in between the two of them and O'Reilly to basically be like, you got it, bro. And Cole kind of pushes at him. him. No, pushes him out of the way to go back after O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And Joe just puts him in the, the Karakina clutch, Yeah, puts him to sleep, Slams him on the ground and basically says, when he comes to, you tell him Mr. Regal is looking for him in his office. Yeah. Mr. Regal requests him in his office when he comes to. Yeah. Oof. And O'Reilly was like, oh, shit, and just started to back away. He's, He's just like, like, I want yep. nothing to do with this. Yep. If that's what you want, Joe, that's what you want. And the reason why Regal wanted to see Mr. Cole is because we have a confirmed match for the Great American Bash. Which is happening, I believe it is, the date is the 6th of July. Yep, so the Tuesday after 4th of July. We have a good old wrestling match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Yep, it's not no holds barred. It's not no holds barred. It's It's not not unsanctioned. unsanctioned. It's a good old wrestling match. Correct, which is something that the two of these guys are incredible at. Incredible technical wrestlers. If there isn't an NXT title match at, I say an NXT title, meaning women's or men's. Or North American or or whatever. whatever, This should main event. It should. It should. If it doesn't, it needs to open. Yeah. They can't go on in some kind of weird spot. They can't put them on at the hour mark. Yeah. They have to either open or they have to close the event. That's Mm -hmm. just kind of the way it has to be. I think it's the best way. For it to kind of go about. And I don't know if they... I know they did it with um, Super Tuesday last year. They had two nights. Yes. They had two weeks. I don't know if they're going to do that with Gab this year. No, no. I think it's the Great American Bash is going to be a singular event. And I have a feeling... I don't know if they have it worked out or if it's already been announced or whatever. That if this is a three-hour event, it probably could be. Because of the amount of matches they could put on the show. Yeah. But- because on a regular NXT with commercial breaks and all that, you usually get four or five matches, which is takeover amount. But on TV, you get a little bit less time per match. Mm-hmm. But this is a match you need to give time. You need to give whatever women's match you have, give it time. Yeah, so just, just I, and you want my, my thoughts on this, is you do maybe four matches... A quick match of some sort, right? I'd say a Kushida. Uh, yeah. Cruiserweight match. An open challenge match from Kushida. Then build off that match with a storyline element. Mm-hmm. Maybe finally introduce somebody who he's not going to allow for an open challenge, but somebody he can actually have as a consistent contender. Mm-hmm. You get the Adam Cole match. Maybe you get a championship match. Maybe something with Legato Del Fantasma again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you get those four matches to build towards other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a Legato and Champa Thatcher. That'd be a pretty good, interesting yeah. match to build to a number one contender for the tag team titles. Unless, unless they come up with some very, very quick storyline building, 
there's not going to be a lot of storyline built yeah. in two weeks no, of no, NXT TV no. to Super Tuesday because it's in two weeks from tomorrow night. Yeah. So there's not a ton of time to build unless you have a rematch of Raquel versus Ember. Yeah, no. Which I don't think is necessary. No, maybe you do them as a tag team match. Yeah, maybe you do Raquel. Exactly. You do Ember and Shotzi against Raquel and Dakota. Yep. I mean, we've seen it before, but maybe we see it again. A little bit different of an element. Um, But that that's kind of You don't like... necessarily need a cross match. You can have a cross promo. Yep. There's, there's plenty of stuff that you can do. Yeah. Um, And then you also had... Going back to Samoa Joe, I mean, the best part of NXT, oh, John Gargano. Johnny Gargano, man. Yeah. He walks in, him and Austin Theory are chanting, Joe, 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 Joe. And Joe just looks at him and goes, get out. Yeah. Uh, John Gargano goes into the into the office and says, Joe, just so you know, I'm so excited to have you back here. If you need anything, just let us know. Do you need anything right now? And, and Joe's like, for you to leave. And Joe's and John's like, okay, okay, yeah, definitely. If you need anything, you know where to find us. Yada yada, and they just leave. And then Joe and just and Joe and Regal just get back to talking. And the funny part is, is if you look, if you watch the clip that WWE's put on their Instagram, if you watch it close enough, Joe almost breaks character with Johnny. Like he almost cracks a smile. You can see his face kind of like wrinkling a little bit, mm-hmm. like he wants to laugh because. Johnny just pulls that out of everybody. I went back. Face, heel, whatever he is, John Gargano knows how to work a character and work a crowd. Yes. I went back just because I was kind of bored this week. I went back and I watched Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. Wasn't that from Johnny's first heel run? That was his first heel run when um, him and... Champa went in their trilogy yeah. of matches, and Johnny took out Black to essentially just face Champa alone for the title, and then he lost it, and then it came out when Nikki Cross told everybody it was Johnny. I went back and I watched that match from War Games. I think it was War Games 2. Yeah. I mean, this guy can do anything in the ring. He really can, guys. And, you know, the only reason why I went back and watched it is obviously because we've talked enough about um, there's Alistair. no more Alistair Black and stuff like that. Although, there was internet rumors that he was backstage at Hell in a Cell and blah, 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 blah. And again, until it's confirmed by Alvarez or by Meltzer, um, Meltzer I really don't buy into anything that's on the internet uh, rumor scene. But when we first started talking about this, a thing I wanted to talk about is I miss the actual enjoyment of wrestling and being shocked when I watch TV. And that's what kind of drives me nuts right now is I wanted to be shocked Shocked when we saw Joe come back, when we see anybody come back like I to go on a tangent. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about Smackdown, but the fact that apparently and again confirmed Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed both had dark matches before the recording of Smackdown this past Friday. On SmackDown? Dark matches at the Thunderdome before SmackDown went live. They both had dark matches. And this has been confirmed. Now, how does a dark match work? It's just them with McMahon being there. They set them up with a wrestler, and they say, let's let's see what you guys can do. 
So two of your champions in NXT are potential call-ups right now. So to me, that's an issue because that's showing you that they don't have plans for them. They don't have storylines where they can hold the belt and have long-term booking. But it's also a problem to me because it's it's showing that Vince is ready at the flip of a coin to pick these important parts out of NXT right out of Triple H's grasp. He's like, oh, this guy's doing good. We need him here. Plop. And just six so- months later... Six months later, they're stuck in the back eating catering. Okay. The thing is, though, cross the cross comes across come <laughs> cross comes across as a McMahon guy. He does. He comes much. I never but thought. So did I, Braun Strowman. Yeah, but all right. Time out. Strowman had a very long run in WWE. Very long run. We're not going to sit here and pretend that Strowman didn't have an extended run in WWE. He had a very long run in WWE. They just didn't see his character anymore is basically what it was. And that doesn't mean that he can't go to another organization reinvigorate Drew McIntyre <laughs> did it, guys. Drew McIntyre left WWE, fired from the WWE, went to the in- independent scene, traveled all around the world. Built won- this Drew Galloway character. Correct. And what happened? Came back came in back. 2018 and was former two-time WWE <sighs> champion. Yeah. And he's consistently in the WWE title picture now. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that doesn't. He had an extended run. All right. I always thought Cross was going to be when he signed, and when you hear the name Scholar Bordeaux and stuff like that, you had the immediate call up. Immediate thought: Hey, he's going to main roster. He's going to Raw or SmackDown. That's where he belongs. Okay. Bronson Reed's the one that's interesting to me because, um. Those colossal kind of heavier big men either A, become comedy gimmicks, or B, get lost. Ostozovich. And currently... Keith Lee. Keith Lee and Viking Raiders. Yeah. They get lost. They get lost. I don't know what's going on, but it just, it just that seems what happens to those bigger, heavier guys. Those... And I'll always go back to him, those Bam Bam Bigelow types. Mm-hmm. Like, Bam Bam Bigelow, to me, was somebody who could have, in today's WWE, would be getting blown up like crazy mm-hmm. with the athleticism of a big guy. So, I'm interested to see what's going to happen on NXT tomorrow night. Um, yeah, there's one more note that we want to take out of oh, uh, NXT this past week, is that the coronation of the new million-dollar champion yes. ended with MDM on his ass. Yep. Uh, million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, was attacked yep. by L.A. Knight. Essentially, we knew it was already, he was already a heel, oh, he was but already basically heel. cemented the heel character of L.A. Knight in a potential face turn for Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes has been kind of looked at as a face for a while ever since he went with this comedy gimmick of him being a rapper and, you know, making his own videos. and As being the million, uh, as the, being the, stock, the, the stock guy. The 2020 yeah. stock guy. Yep. So in COVID, he goes away. Yep. And he just he starts buying and selling on Robin Hood. And then he and, and, then, just, he, and then he gets GameStop stock. And, oh my and then god. Then he invests in Doge. He's been he's been that comedy face thing ever since they pulled him away from Dexter Loomis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Even at that point, I didn't know. I 
Even at that point, he was a tweener. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he's not a true face. Yes. And the fact that he came down to the aid of Million Dollar Man just cements it a little bit more. Um, I like that we're going to probably get a continuation of this storyline. And don't forget, you know, we talked about this back when they did that that North American ladder, uh, match. ladder match with everybody involved, that they were building stories out of it. And we so far, we've gotten really good story with... Um, um, swerve. Are you talking the ladder match or the gauntlet match? Was it the gauntlet? The gauntlet one was the most recent one. Okay, the gauntlet where Swerve gets a good storyline coming out of it. Yeah, he's LA got, Knight. Um... LA Knight had. Remember, he still has the Loomis thing that we haven't even mm-hmm. touched on, but he's had the Cameron Grimes stuff. We've gotten everything with Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. So we've those storylines that we were kind of talking about that they were building back then are starting to show their face now, which is mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah, so that basically finishes everything from NXT. There is one note that we wanted to mention, actually, from the conclusion of Impact this past week. Um, Diamore. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Scott Diamore? Yeah. Scott Diamore, um, EVP of, or one half of the EVPs of Impact with Don Callis, um, comes out to Sammy Callahan in the ring, who was fired um, this previous Sunday at... Um, Oh my god, what was that pay-per-view's name? Why am I blanking on it? Hold on. Regardless, he came out um after the A- after against Cal- all odds. So basically so, Callahan's in the ring holding the show hostage after being fired at the end of Against <clears throat> All Odds and um Diamore comes out and confronts him and says, "This is not your place. You don't belong here. We've got it under control." Um and kind of goes back and forth between him and Callus and all this kind of um, arguing like Callus has always been for the wrestler and Diamore is... Uh, no, it's the other way around. It's all... Okay, so Diamore has always been for against the wrestlers and we we can't... We're so much higher above them now, yada, yada. Yeah, that's what Cal, that's what uh, Don Callis is saying to Diamore is we don't... We shouldn't be like the wrestlers. We're above the wrestlers. We're more important than the wrestlers, yada, yada, yada. Which is basically him... Being devil's advocate because he's protecting protecting Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega so so much more than any other wrestler in yep. in the world. Yep. Um. So there's this quote unquote figure from Axis or um yeah who's coming down that's coming down to uh, make some changes. Well, that person is Tommy Dreamer. Yep. He comes down in a nice blazer and basically says. Okay, Sam Callahan is reinstated. reinstated. He's back into the world title picture at Slammiversary in July. And we are going to be firing somebody. There is going to be some changes around here. And he's basically calling out Scott D. Moore and talking about... You know, there's too th- many... Too many people uh, thinking they're above the wrestlers and... people. Tr- People trying to do their own backdoor dealing. Yeah. And people who are just trying to be more. And Don Callis is kind of like backing that. up Scott Diamore. It's like it's okay, it's fine. You'll find somewhere else to work. But it turns out Don Callis is the one that's fired. Yep. For his backdoor dealings with Kenny Omega. I feel some some title changes coming at Slammiversary. I really think Callahan wins this belt. It'd be interesting. It really would. I mean. You'd be putting it back on a very powerful impact guy, a true yeah. impact guy. Um, but we will see because, I mean, if you go over to 
AEW. Yeah. Like, you got Andrade really lining up to take that AAA championship. And the AEW title. From Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. If Omega, Kenny Omega survives. Royal Rumble number 30. If, if Kenny Omega survives Jungle Boy this next this past, uh, know, this upcoming right? week. I know. There's a lot going on with Kenny Omega in multiple storylines. And, and to see him go from being a triple champion or a quad champion down to nothing. Yeah. That will show the that will show a splitting of him and Callus because mm-hmm. it'll be all well. Callus, you said you'd protect me, yada yada yada, so on and so forth. And eventually, you're going to get this almost again. Storylines always repeat themselves in wrestling, and it, it's good that history repeats itself. But you're going to get that Rock McMahon split. Yeah, it's going to be that rogue element where he's going to go off on his own and he's yep. going to say i don't need you anymore well no the rock was different the rock left the wwe for a little bit this isn't stone cold on mcmahon where eventually stone cold went back and became awesome for a little bit no this is when the rock took his time off to go and do the scorpion king and all this other stuff could we be seeing kenny omega stepping away for a little bit because there's been i don't know if you and i talked about it in last last week's episode but there's been question of Kenny Omega calling hanging up the boots soon so maybe this is the way that they get to it is he starts just losing championships is this his way of saying I want to give these guys the rubs because these guys are the future of these companies and give Andrade the rub in the triple A Give Jungle Boy the rub I don't Uh, don't, don't think Jungle Boy first of all they are not having him drop a title on regular television. No. So it's just a question of who is going to get that chance at the AEW championship. And if you listen to the way Andrade's been talking, Andrade wants all the belts. Oh, yeah. He doesn't just want Triple A. He wants AEW. He wants everything. Mm-hmm. And th- when he was saying that when he was first introduced with Vicky Guerrero to the interview, he sat down with Jim Ross this past week. So Callahan being reinstated is huge. He basically told... Um, Callus as he was walking in the back. Um, I'm coming for your boy. Yeah, he's like, and you can't I'm going to bash Kenny Omega's brains in, and you're going to watch because mm-hmm. he can't do anything now. Mm-mm. And that leads us right into AEW this past week, which yeah, which we mentioned the JR sit down. Uh, there was another mention uh, that we wanted to have, which actually opened the show, which was probably one of my favorite matches in AEW in a while just because of the concept which was Wardlow versus Hager in a traditional MMA cage fight Yep, and I just think it's badass that they had Aubrey ref that but there was nobody else that they could ref that no when you think about so when I think about like well known um, officials in professional wrestling when I think of WWE I think of um, Earl Hebner I think of Mike Kyoto. Mike Kyoto. And I think of um, Charles Robinson. Mm-hmm. When I think of New Japan, there's one who is just known as Red Shoes. He's the only referee that doesn't wear black boots. And he always he always refs the main events of whatever show. And he's he's so over the top and he's fun to watch. He's his own like entertainment. Mm-hmm. And when I think of AEW, I think of Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Aubrey's like the one I think of when I come when it comes to AEW's referees, and she fits this role perfectly. 
as the ref of this match. Well, you know who she's gotten a lot of her training from? Earl Hebner, Mike Kyoto. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, those guys are all at some way, shape, or form producers, mm-hmm. so they're he- helping her out. So she's had a lot of... She's a natural talent in the ring. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, she's had a lot of pointers from many, 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 many mm-hmm. years of, you know, tutelage, which is yeah. really nice. But yeah, um, Hager wins that match by ref stoppage, uh, which makes sense. Jake Hager's an actual MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, and he's tuned people up in the past. Yeah. Isn't he undefeated in MMA? I believe so. So... I believe so. Um, just wait till CM Punk steps in that MMA ring in AEW. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he did so well in UFC. I know, right? Um, what is it, 0-2, 0-3 at this point? I think 0-3 is what he finished at. And then, um, you know, a couple of other notes from AEW is you had um, the first appearance of Andis, uh, Brock Anderson. Yes. He had, he made his in-ring debut with Tagging Cody with uh, Cody. Um, you know, it was funny when Cody first dropped the name Brock Everybody's jaw was probably hitting the floor, and then he says Anderson, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh!" But is it that Arn Anderson's son? It is Arn Anderson's son. Yeah, it is. I'm just saying. Everybody was thinking as soon as someone mentions the name Brock, the first thing that comes to everybody's head. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, him getting his uh, him getting his in ring debut was really nice. Um, him tagging obviously with Cody. Cody. It's a huge rub. Yep. Um, I'm just going to continue building that character, hopefully. Hopefully mm-hmm. he doesn't get kind of lost in the uh, AEW shuffle, unfortunately, as so many wrestlers have recently. Yeah. Um, And then we had, what was the other thing in AEW that we had highlighted? There was a, uh, I know there was a six-man tag match uh, between the Bucks and Somebody else. Why am I blanking? Oh no no no! The other thing we were hi- we weren't going to highlight a match. We we're going to highlight the whole Jungle Boy segment. Yeah, Jungle yeah. Boy, um, basically being backstage, ready to be interviewed, and a wonderful champion decides to grace him with his presence. Yeah, and he's an ass. Challenge him to just a regular fight in the back, and um, you know, Omega is giving Jungle Boy a free shot, and then Omega's little uh, camera guy cheap shots jungle boy and Mm -hmm. it turns into a little backstage brawl but i'm excited as we've said i'm excited for jungle boy to uh to get his chance against omega after embarrassing him the previous week too you know something we didn't talk about because Mm -hmm. last week was uh was just kind of a makeup episode where we apologize for a lot of stuff but um jungle boy embarrassing kenny omega and now getting his title opportunity Mm -hmm. so that's going to be a really good match it's going to be a very very good match yep all right, so we skipped over SmackDown because the one thing we wanted to talk about from SmackDown leads into our Hell in a Cell recap, and that was Reigns, Ray, and the Hell in a Cell match, the first ever live television Hell in a Cell match, first ever live on TV. Yeah. All righty. We had so we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of loop everything in together. We had three- so has Rain has Reigns killed? All the Mysterios. Um, Aaliyah is still alive, so far as I'm aware, and is Mrs. Mysterio. Okay. But I believe they're untouchable. Okay, so what's this mean for the tag team titles? Legality. Um, Because if if both tag team members are dead... Like, does that mean it's they're immediately to Jimmy and Jay? I, I don't know. Is that by, like, proxy? Well, you have to remember... Uh, Jimmy did not come down after that Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, Jimmy 
kind of, well, Jimmy last week said, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. I want nothing to do with this. Or was that Jay? That no. was, so one of them, they were in the back arguing or whatever between, I believe it was between Jimmy and Ray, uh, not Ray, Roman, were arguing back and forth and Jay's like, you guys got to work this out. I'm done. And just walked out. Yeah. But then Jay came down after the match. Well, yeah, it's because he's just right in, man. That's right. So, um, but no Jimmy. We're going to get a match between Jimmy and Jay at some point. We're going to get a match between Jimmy Roman and, and Roman. Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. Because you got to remember, it's been basic. Well, it's not a full calendar yet because they did move Hell in a Cell. But last year's Hell in a Cell, you had. It was an I quit match and Jay quit because, because he had Jimmy was getting Jimmy. tagged out. Exactly. Was getting uh, choked uh, out. Choked out. All right. So let's go over the three Hell in a Cell matches. So. What was the weakest one? Uh freaking WWE title match. I know. I mean, don't get I, me wrong. Did you see McIntyre's oh back? Oh my god. Okay. We are not trying to say that the match was weak in terms of bumps. bumps We're or talking like that. weak as in comparison. Comparison. The best of the three was the women's. No. No. No, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Those guys were incredible for that match. That match was incredible, okay? I, I loved the spots and everything and the brutality of Bianca Belair and Bailey towards the end of that match. It was really good. They didn't Bailey knows how to Bailey's the best female wrestler like being, in the world right like, now. Taking her character and everything like that. With where she is as a character work, her her able to carry a title or not carry a title, she stays relevant the whole time through. Mm-hmm. Um but the thing about the the McIntyre and Lashley match had the second worst ending to a Hell in a Cell match ever. Yeah, and the first one was between we is the match Seth we 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 don't speak about. We don't talk about. We it. don't talk about that match. Okay, that match we is a match that is never spoken of again. Okay, it legitimately killed WWE for a couple of months. Yeah. Okay, so we don't speak of that. We that don't is discuss a, that is Hell match in a Cell 2019. That is the match that shall not be named. We don't discuss about Hell in a Cell 2019. No, the rest of the ma- the rest of that pay per view was pretty good. We just do not speak of that match. Hell in a Cell main event 2019. Yes, that match. Okay, but agreed. This is the second worst ending to a Hell in a Cell match ever. It was a discre- distraction roll up, right? It was. Yeah, you had the Claymore kick being set up by McIntyre. After he broke out of the hurt lock. You gotta remember that. He broke out. That's a huge thing. He got out of the hurt lock by slamming both of them through a table. But he got out of a hurt lock. This match was brutal. Bat, um, at one point, didn't McIntyre um, powerbomb or, or suplex um, Lashley onto the Hell in a Cell? And Lashley basically just dropped right on his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the brutal chair, the the stair, the stair spot mm-hmm. where he slammed him with the stairs a couple of times, and mm-hmm. then he stood over him like he was just going to slam him with it, and he decided not to. But the fact that MVP grabbed McIntyre's foot, distracted him, and then he got rolled up in a small package. You and I have the small package is the most devastating move you and i have not been talking about surprise roll-ups recently but they haven't been egregious i don't mind when they happened it is what it is it's it's if you go back and you watch wwe from many 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 years ago it it's 
when utilized right, it's something that they've done for a very long time. Yeah. One of my favorite matches of all time, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10. Ended in a small package. Ended in a small package from Owen Hart to Bret Hart to surprise him with the victory. Again, if it's done right, and there have been other times where it's done right, this was not the time to use a, a, a roll-up. And that's what made that's what hurt this match in comparison to the other two Hell in a Cells. The other two Hell in a Cells, there were definitive winners. Mm-hmm. Okay? Roman Reigns definitively destroyed Rey Mysterio. He choked him out. He tapped him, yeah. Okay? And then after the match, continued to choke him out. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair hit the KOD on a ladder to finish off Bailey with a legitimate clean one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley rolled up Drew rolled McIntyre. Up Drew McIntyre. That's what hurts this and match. It, and it doesn't help that the match previous was another bad ending to a good match. Yeah. The match was good. Like, the best thing to come out of this is almost a definitive heel turn for Rhea. Yeah. Her being an I don't care. I'm going to hold on to my title any w- means necessary. Like for a little but, while there, so, I thought okay. she was going to get counted out, but so, then, but then she doesn't win by countout, so she decides she's going to disqualify herself. Like, it's, so in my so my weird. opinion, if if this is a definitive heel turn for Rhea by cheating, I'm okay with it, but I just don't want to see her become this shit heel because she is too devastating to be a shit heel like the Miz like a Sami Zayn where they just cheat to win and run away. I don't want that to happen for Rhea because she is too dominant in the ring to become that kind of a shit heel. And I'm going to counter you with it with I would love to see her as a shit heel because I could see her being the Eddie Guerrero of shit heels again. Lie, cheat, and steal your way to holding your title for as long as you can. Okay, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm okay she, with that, but, she but has, not running away. She didn't run away. She cheated. She didn't. She didn't. She fell to the outside of the ring because she had to break the figure four. And then when she was outside the ring, she knew she was losing this match, so she hit her with the table. Disqualification. That's fine. I'm totally okay with that. Okay. I don't want. Shit, cheat, heels like what I'm talking about, like Sami Zayn, like The Miz, where they just cheat to win or do surprise roll-ups to win, grab the belt, and run away. I don't want that. I'm okay with her cheating like Eddie. Yeah, but she didn't grab the belt and run away. She, She continued to beat down... Which I'm fine with. I'm not saying that. Hit, I'm her, saying, hit her with the riptide if this, and then said, if this give is, me my belt. If this is her tradition, if this is a traditional heel turn by cheating, run with it. Yeah. I'm 100% fine with this. Just don't let it transition to this shit heel that just runs away. Okay. I get what you're saying. That's all I'm asking. I have no problem with her lying, cheating, and stealing to, win, to, to retain her title. You know what I mean? I have no problem with well, that. Well, speaking of, didn't you notice that Bianca Belair... Had very Eddie Guerrero esque gear on. Yeah, those lips on her gear looked like flames, like Eddie would wear. Yeah, yeah, it was very Eddie Guerrero. I'm not sure if it was homage because we all know Bailey is a huge Eddie fan. Yeah, but um, I feel like and that's so is, why. And so is um, Bi- um, Sasha, Sasha Banks. But Bianca's uh, Bianca's always spoken about how, like, she's tried to always 
followed her own thing. So yeah. and she makes all her own ring gear. So I'm not sure if she was making homage, but it definitely seemed that way yeah. for sure. Um, speaking of shit heels, Sami Zayn gets a clean victory over Kevin Owens in a in a brutal match. Yeah, that was very brutal and brutal. very very I mean, fun. Zayn got busted open, and at the end of that match, man, the the the, the striking between those two guys was solid. Now, I'm not sure if you watched the slow-mo with Sami Zayn hitting the haluva kick, but he definitely slapped his thigh. Yeah. Okay? But, okay, so they said that they they're banning the people. slaps. They, they still they're do They're not. No. Adam Cole would be broke. Yeah, he would. John Gargano well, he's lucky would he's be ma- broke. he's married to a dentist, so he, he's not going to be that broke. He's also married to a champion. Correct, so he's not going to be that broke. Yeah. But, um, no. John Sa- Gargano is married to a champion. Yeah. <laughs> so Sami Zayn, for all intents and purposes, hit. Like the flushest haluva kick I've seen in so long. Yeah, and it was a great match, and they kept targeting. And the chemistry between these two. Oh come on, it's unquestioned. From their times in the independence and everywhere they've they've went. been fighting for they twenty years. Literally fight forever. They have been for like the last twenty years yeah, of their careers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but they were talking up the whole storyline about. Owens' throat this entire match. And what took Owens out of the match was that he got he fell into the rope with his throat mm-hmm. and then he got up, ate the haluva kick, and it was match over. Mm-hmm. And then the one match we haven't spoken about yet, we've spoken about... We didn't talk about Cesaro Rollins. That's right. Which was another good match. Yeah. But... How did it end? Oh, yeah. Cesaro lost. Yeah. Cesaro lost. By surprise roll up? No. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Done know, right. Man. Yeah. Done right. That's the right way to do the roll up. Mm-hmm. Because Cesaro kept going for those swings and going for those swings and going for those swings. And Rollins finally was able to beat his nemesis at his own game and rolled him up upon a swing. And I think this continues a very good storyline and gets this this. Um, this dynamic back in front of a live crowd. I think. I think that's what they're trying to build to is getting them in front of a live crowd. Maybe that would getting, be fun. Maybe getting them both in the Money in the Bank. Match. I would like that. I would like to see both of them in Helen and not Helen Cell. Money oh in the God. Bank. Money in the Bank. Now, I believe there's only one match we've yet to talk about, unless there's one I'm missing, and that's Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. It's the only match we haven't talked about. What do you think? I was sports entertained. I agree. I was sports entertained. I, I, you have to. You have to suspend disbelief. Correct. You have to remember that this is a character. This is not the Alexa Bliss who's on Instagram with Ryan Cabrera going to concerts and having a good time. This is Alexa Bliss, the character. The possessed demonic character who that is Alexa a, Bliss who has abilities that we've seen mm-hmm. that have been fire have been um dripping ooze and blood darkness darkness um was ready to transform in the women's royal rumble before she got eliminated by Rhea okay so it's you have to suspend belief that she is able to tap into and intimidate Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. is able to look into the eyes of Nia Jax and have her slap Reginald. Mm-hmm. There's just things you have to be able to suspend your belief. Was it a 
technical wizardry wrestling match. No. No, it wasn't. That's not what it's meant to be. No. Bliss played her character, and unfortunately, as much as I want to just see Shayna Baszler go around and tear people apart like she did in NXT, that's not what they're doing with her character. That's not what they're doing with her right now. So I was I was sports entertained in this match. Yeah. Suspend your disbelief, guys. It's sometimes what you have to do. I mm-hmm. mean, is is uh, Mark Calloway really a undead mortician? No. From parts unknown? No. Okay. Is Kane actually from hell? Is he actually able to control and, and, fire? And I'm not going to lie. That's part of the thing that pisses me off about, you know, old, I'm not, this is not a shot at you, but old time wrestling fans, the guys that grew up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, that grew up with these monster characters like Undertaker, like Papa Shango, like the Boogeyman, like Kane. We didn't grow up with the Boogeyman. That was your generation. That was, that was early my generation. Regardless. Matter. But these big guys that... These monsters. These deities. These monsters that had supernatural powers. But when you have a character like Tommy End or The Fiend or Alexa Bliss... It's over the top. It's too much. It's and, hold taking... on. That's not my generation talking that. No, 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 no. That's, that's this new generation because everything has to be... The the, thir- the fourth wall has to be broken down, okay? That's that's not... Alistair Black can't do that. He's on Twitch. Come Like, like seriously? Like, no. You have to understand that what you're watching... And again, this is us talking... Going back to what we were talking about last week, which is WWE being sold, possibly. Is they're looking at this... As an entertainment product, Mm -hmm. looking at it as, hey, these people are actors in this universe playing these characters. Speaking of, so Aleister Black. Aleister Black and Tommy and the character is this supernatural, dark, demonic character. Tom Budgen is his real name. He's the one that's playing on Twitch. Yeah. He's the one that's married to Thea Trinidad. Yeah. Not Aleister Black. No. And, Not Tommy in. And he's the same guy who's on Up Up Down Down. And yes. he's the same guy who's who's talking about how he doesn't know how to play Fortnite and it's a game that drives him crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's Tommy End is These guys are real people. Yeah. As well. Okay. Tom Cruise is not Ethan Hunt. No. Okay? He is he is not Cole Trickle. All right. That's what we have to look at is and that's the way WWE is looking at their characters, is there's these people and then there are these characters that they play. Mm-hmm. Now there are certain people who kind of blur the line. Kevin Owens has no social media. So Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens whenever you see him on mm-hmm. TV. That's just his character, whoever he's playing at that mm-hmm. time. Sami Zayn's kind of the same thing until he does some of that fourth wall breaking when he's talking about Syria and stuff like that. Yeah. But these people are playing characters on television. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Some of these people are so deadly, i.e. a um, Shayna Baszler. Like, she's so legitimate. You know she's legitimate. She was legitimate in, in MMA, MMA. That it's like, it's hard for you to suspend the disbelief. Just suspend the disbelief. Yeah. Like, just take time to right step now, back. Right now, she's not playing this... Dangerous MMA dangerous fighter. Dangerous MMA fighter. No, she's playing this professional wrestler... Who... Who's being controlled by a demonic being. Correct. And I think that's what everybody needs to do when it comes... Raw hasn't been booked the best, but I also think Raw hasn't been booked the best because we're not taking a step back and just looking at it as sports entertainment. We want it to be what SmackDown is, which is a wrestling show. We want it to be what NXT is, a wrestling show. We're not suspending our disbelief, unfortunately. And I think maybe we should all just take a step back 
and this is my PSA out to the world. Yeah. Take a step back and just suspend disbelief. You know, a, a character like The Fiend can't exist in the real world. You have to suspend disbelief. Mm-hmm. A character like this Alexa Bliss character is not Lexi Kaufman, who's on um, Instagram, who was dealing with the death of her pig and, you know... Her fiancé, Ryan Cabrera, exactly. going to his concerts and yada yada. Bottom line, professional wrestling is an art and it's to be enjoyed. Correct. It's not to be overanalyzed. Correct. Unlike us dumbasses who just spent the 45 minutes overanalyzing everything. Not overanalyzing. We were giving our opinions. If we wanted to overanalyze, we talk about how this spot was missed and that spot was missed. That's not what we're here to do. No, that's not what we do. We just give our opinions on stuff and let you guys trounce us online if you'd like. Exactly. So, But after all that, we do hope you guys did enjoy. And if you did, you can definitely share us. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and any other podcast platform that you choose to use. We are also available on social media for anybody that is interested in getting contact with. I am at DJ Ald and Dave is at Dare Laufen Doink 508 with underscores in between. Or we are also at Double Doink Network. Of course, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.